Welcome everyone. I'm reading from Acts chapter 2 in verse uh, 17 to 18. And then we're going to jump and read to verse uh, 29 through 35. In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. 29. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne. He foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, and he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into heavens, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this morning. What a special Sunday for us to come and gather together via online. People from all over the place would like to welcome everyone listening because we know, Lord God, that your word will, will continue trans to transform our hearts. And Lord, cause us to have trust and faith, greater faith in the midst of chaos, in the midst of this pandemic. You would come and increase our trust and faith to the God that we serve. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Holy Spirit, come and touch our hearts as we hear the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. This time, we're going to be celebrating today's Sunday and Pentecost Sunday. It's a Jewish um, uh, feast uh, that's supposed to be 50 days after the Passover. Now, to ask us questions, uh, 50 days after the crucifixion or 40 days after the ascension of Christ. And so, it is also celebrated to ask us questions. Day of Pentecost is the day... The Holy Spirit was poured out upon this community of people. Some would also say that today is the birthday of the church. Yes, the day that the Holy Spirit came when the day that the church was formed. It's a community of believers who have come from different places. They were described people from different places in Acts chapter 2 uh, before this passage of the scripture that we have read today. And it's just amazing that when the Holy Spirit came, they were manifestation of, uh, of, of something that they have seen, heard, and experienced. And then up from there came the preaching of the word. Peter himself stood up, stood up and preached the word and made a declaration about the Old Testament that he would refer from the Old Testament in order for them to understand what is happening today. Now, Today, as we uh, kick off, uh, I'd like us to uh, also remember uh, that, you know, we live in a uh, 
in a, in a difficult time uh, this time, uh, trying times. Uh, it's a pandemic uh, all over the globe. Um, there's chaos and there's lockdown and and sometimes we just you know would like to consider Lord how can we live victoriously even in, in a time like this we seem to be living in defeat hiding in our caves or in our own homes we're stuck is it Lord uh, you know how can we experience your victory even in times like this the midst of chaos. Now, talking about chaos, uh, you know, when when uh, when the Lord has created the universe, when He created the universe, the Bible says that there was there was uh, darkness and there was void and and it was uh, in chaos and and the Lord has spoken and the Bible says in chapter one verse two. That the Spirit of God was hovering over the deep waters. The Spirit of God was there during the birthday of creation. Well, isn't that amazing that in the birthday of the church, the Holy Spirit came and empowered the, the people during that time. And I'd like us to remember as we reminisce and look at these passages of the Scripture and what had happened there. I'd like us to see some of the confirmations of what had happened. You know, it, you know it, it would require the Spirit of God in order for mankind to fulfill God's plan and mission for the earth. God has a plan and He decided, you know, for, the, uh, for, for, for His creation. And he, he created the entire universe on, in, in five days and on the sixth day. He created man. And as he has created man from the dust, he breathed into that uh, dust, into that mold of clay. His, his spirit, he breathed into it and life came. And, and the Holy Spirit has such a significance, um, uh, significant uh, part in the creation that even when the Lord has called forth his church, the Holy Spirit, once again, has given his significant part in order for his mission to be fulfilled through this community of people called the church. And that is the picture of, of where we, what we have right now. And the only difference that I'd like also for us to know is that in, in, during that time, the Spirit of God can only come to different few, uh, different, uh, uh, people but very few. If you remember in Numbers chapter 11, there were 70 leaders whom the Lord had, uh, Moses had called them forth, that the Lord has instructed Moses to call them forth. And the Bible says, in out of 70, um, you know, uh, 68 showed up. And the Bible says that God took the spirit, some the spirit from Moses and, and let it, and it put them uh, to these to these leaders, 68 of them. And the Bible says the Spirit of God rested on them. And they started prophesying. The Spirit of God came upon them. They started prophesying. But they did not continue on prophesying after that. But the young man, there was a young man who noticed that there were two guys who were late. Who were supposed to be in that webinar. I mean in that meeting, right? But they missed it. 
But apparently, this young man heard that these two guys, Eldad and Medad, were prophesying in the camp. They weren't there in the meeting, and yet the Spirit of God as well rested on them. And in fact, the, 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 uh, the manifestation of the Spirit of God resting on them was they started prophesying. And Joshua approached Moses and, and, and asked Moses to let these two guys to stop. To stop prophesying. But it's amazing. I like how Moses responded. Uh, chapter 11. In verse 29. But Moses said to him. Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets? That the Lord would put his spirit on them. Deep down in the heart of Moses. He wanted the spirit of God to be upon all. Not just for the few. He doesn't want that attitude of Joshua that is only exclusive to the field. But Moses was desiring, could it be that his desire that all might receive the Spirit of God only fulfilled 2,000 years ago when the gathering of the people of God were there? Guess what? The Spirit of God was made available to each and every one in that place, in that upper room with all the people watching. And they were all there from different places. From all over the world. They have received the power of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Manifestations were there. They were all witnesses of these manifestations. Some of them started prophesying. Speaking different languages. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in foreign languages, prophesying. Was that just an accident? What I like about this message for us today is that the same desire that Moses had, it got fulfilled in this occasion, in the day of Pentecost. And we're going to look at that right now. We're going to look at four confirmations. How, how do you know that uh, you know, everyone's empowered by the Holy Spirit when they were filled and empowered to live uh, uh, holy lives and for them to be empowered to minister. For the next two Sundays, we're going to look at some samples on how they have lived out their lives in ministry, in healing, in preaching the gospel and the boldness that they had. Today, we're experiencing a, a, a new time, a new season of different type of technology where everyone can have access to any online platform. Now, if you have an idea, you can express it. You don't have to wait uh, for uh, the mainstream media in order to do it for you. You now can do it you, immediately on your platform. If you have a song you want the world to hear, you can have your own platform. You don't even have to pay anybody to do it for you and for you to be discovered in order for you to be uh, uh, put out there. But now there's that same, uh, um, same idea of the democratization of, of people being empowered to do because of the available technology nowadays. Now, I'm sharing that to us to let us know that the same concept of the Spirit of God being made available for everyone, for everyone, not just for the chosen few this time, but for the entire uh, church, the entire community of God's people can now avail of the Spirit 
and the power of the Spirit of God. And here are the confirmations that I'd like to share with us uh, today. Confirmation number one. First is divine declaration. Divine declaration. God has declared it and prophesied it. As we, as we see here in verse uh, 17, chapter 2, uh, when it says that in the last days it shall be, God declares, and I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. On all flesh. In the book of Joel, it was prophesied. And, and he says that your young men will see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And they shall prophesy even on my male servants, the female servants in those days. I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. He will pour out his spirit. Not just God taking the spirit of some spirit from Moses and to let it be put on these other 70 men. But it is from heaven being poured out. The spirit of God being poured out upon God's people. And that is the picture. And it was declared all the way back to the Old Testament. So that's. A confirmation just to let you know that the Holy Spirit is not just for the few, but made available for everyone. The second part that I'd like us to see, great anticipation, not only that it was, uh, uh, it was uh, declared by God, but there was a great anticipation as seen through the prophecy of David. We looked at verse 25, and it says in verse 25, uh, in chapter 2, for David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad, my tongue rejoiced, my flesh also would dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades and let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life and will make me full of gladness with your presence. Verse 32, this Jesus God raised up and of that we all are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having, having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, that He has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Right here, uh, the Holy Spirit was poured out just as has been uh, anticipated greatly by David himself. And he even made a declaration. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. We see here uh, uh, the, the destiny of the church is to live in victory. We see here that David has been anticipating for that outpouring of the Spirit of God. And that will happen through the Son of God being raised from the dead. And not seek corruption, but being, uh, but was resurrected, went to heaven, and from there the Spirit of God came forth, uh, uh, after that. And we see that because of the great anticipation of David years before this thing happened during the day of Pentecost. The third one that we see here is deep conviction. Deep conviction. Verse 36, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. This, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you 
in the name of the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your children and for those who are far off. So we see a deep conviction in verse 38. Um, uh, and, and he said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amazing. What a confirmation that the Spirit of God was made available for everyone. Uh, you know, it was made available for everyone because God declared it. David had attested to this. He had a great anticipation. And when the message was preached about Christ and the gospel and the Spirit of God being poured out, then there was deep conviction. The people realized where they were. They repented of their sins and acknowledged the need, the need for them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. And then the last one, as we uh, see here, is uh, the last confirmation I'd like to share from this passage is the generational mission. The impact of the Holy Spirit being made available to everyone, you could see it, the result of this being seen in this same passage. We're going to talk more about this for the next two Sundays, uh, chapter 3 and 4. But I'd like us to see verse 38, generational mission. Verse 38, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and he promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is for you, promise is for you, he's talking about the current generation, the, I'm talking about generational mission now. The gift of the Holy Spirit will be given upon you. It will be poured out upon you. The promise is for you. The next one, besides the current generation, it says, the next generation, which is, it says, and your children, that you will receive not just the Spirit of God, that you listening to this, but even to your children, the next generation. And then we move on to the next part. And then he says, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all, not just for you, but for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Everyone. This is not just the current generation listening to that, to their children, next generation. But to every generation, including our generation today. The Spirit of God being made available to everyone has been confirmed by the declaration of the Lord, by the great anticipation of David himself, by the great conviction that came upon the people listening to the message and to the generational mission, the one I was talking about, that the Lord has a mission for the entire world. And he decided to invite the church. In fact, he allowed the church to be born during that time. And from there, the Spirit of God came forth in order for the church to be able to fulfill that mission that God has asked the church to be able to be part of. Uh, and as he has done that, 
um, it was amazing. The Lord has, uh, the church has gone to different places. The Spirit of God has moved uh, to them. And it was so amazing uh, that uh, time and again in the book of Acts, the Spirit of God would come forth. Some, while well, you know, Peter would be preaching, the people would receive the Spirit of God. Uh, and, and Peter would go and visit one place to confirm whether, you know, the Spirit of God had truly come. You know, the, the Spirit of God, that there were five instances where the Spirit of God was poured out in the book of Acts. Uh, two are sovereign outpouring of, uh, from the Lord. We obviously, in Acts chapter 2, sovereignly the Spirit of God was poured out. The other one is in Acts chapter 10, in the house of Cornelius, when supernaturally the Spirit of God came forth. And then the rest was through the laying of hands. Acts 2 is the Spirit of God came to the Jewish people. Acts 10, the Spirit of God came forth to the Gentiles. Truly, the Spirit of God was made available not just for the Jews, not just for the chosen few, not just for the Jews, but this time for all the Gentiles. And that includes you and I. Yes, we're qualified to receive that empowering of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that would bring conviction into our hearts. And for us to have open minds and open hearts to receive the gospel. We become recipient of the gospel. And from there we can live out the gospel. The same Holy Spirit who would empower us and sanctify us. To live victorious life. And the same Holy Spirit as well would empower us to be a blessing to others. So as I end today, I'd like, uh, as we are celebrating the birthday of the church, Pentecost Sunday, the day that the Holy Spirit came and was poured out upon this community of people, I'd like to say this. God enlists His church into His mission. God enlists His church that He made and He built. And He enlists His church into his mission to live out and proclaim the gospel of his son, empowered by his spirit, into all the world. Into all the world. God enlists his church into his mission to live out and proclaim the gospel of his son by the power of his spirit into all the world. May each and every one of you today be encouraged that you too can live a life of victory, a life of victory even to us today. The possibility of living a life of victory is made available for you and I today. May you be blessed as you continue to live that out and minister to others with the power from on high. Thank you, Jesus.